All right, all right, all right. What's going on, America? And welcome to a new episode of the Dear America podcast. <laughs> anyway, that was interesting. Um, it was a slightly more peaceful weekend than we thought. I mean, obviously, there were protests across the nation over the Roe v. Wade uh, decision being overturned. Um, but overall, it turns out the people that are uh, anti-pro-life are also anti-gun. So, you know, it was a bold, bold strategy cotton <laughs> in the first place. So I was interested to see how it turned out. Um, and thankfully, it was uh, weird. Uh, a lot of weird stuff over the weekend to talk about. In fact... This episode, I'm just telling you right now, you just need to go ahead and not let the kids listen at all. There's no way the stuff we got to talk about in this episode and the multitudes. Zach's head exploded when I sent him all the links I got. Oh, my gosh. Today. Lots of links. Uh, there's, just, there's just no point. Don't even try. Just, just send your kids to go do something else um, and listen to this. Uh, with adults or on your own time. Um, just, yeah, just a lot of, lot, man, we are in some crazy times with a lot of crazy people. Uh, I saw a meme. I thought it was pretty funny. It was a picture of Abraham Lincoln. And it said Democrats hadn't been this mad since, since we abolished slavery. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, just, just a lot of stuff. Lot, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. We've lost, um, uh, Almost, <laughs> we've lost almost as many followers as we lost uh, when I found out that Roe v. Wade was being discussed in Supreme Court. Uh, it's super funny. So, so I, you know, I'm not going to show you guys, but I'll read it to you. The analytics of, you know, you you get analytics from your pages. You get minutes viewed, uh, one minute views, video engagement, et cetera, and all this stuff. So and at the very bottom, you get, net followers. All right. So listen to all of our stats on everything. Uh, plus 281% plus 354% plus 427% plus 683%. It sounds like we're heading in the right direction, it right? Does sound, it sounds we're pretty going. good. Sounds pretty good. Then we get to net followers and it's minus 3,931%. <laughs> Wait, say that again. It's minus 3,931%. That's a lot of percentage. On followers. Uh, which is so interesting to me. Because it can't be the people who hate me leaving, right? Like, it has to be the people that, I don't know, were sort of kind of Christian or sort of kind of conservative except for pro-life stuff right like it has to be people that you know only sort of kind of believe what they say they're going to believe right it has to be people that just get their feelings hurt like like that's the part i don't understand because you know a lot of people are like oh it's just the people who don't really like you anyway uh leaving i i don't know because i feel like those people are already there because they know they hate me anyway I sadly feel like these are these lukewarm, weak-spined conservatives, Christians, etc., that just can't take it, man. They're only kind of, sort of 
whatever. And and when push comes to shove, they just uh, they just can't take it. And so, you know, good riddance, uh, which is kind of ironic because of our next topic. Uh, but either way, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we've got to talk about uh, what better way to fight back against the Roe v. Wade decision than the entertainment industry getting involved. Uh, we've got to talk about all of the reactions to this, which is going to be interesting because um, Facebook wouldn't let us monetize. Therefore, the mm -hmm. distribution was reduced on every single video we wanted to put about Roe v. Wade being overturned um, uh, last week. So it's going to be interesting to see us uh, just dissecting these reactions, what will happen. Uh, we have to talk about, uh, unfortunately, kid grooming is still running rampant. Uh, Boy Scouts uh, were forced to be in the Seattle Pride Parade uh, at the same time that butt-naked people were riding oh, around. Gosh. So we got to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about um, the church uh, and, and everything I saw and every bit of research that I did, and I'm going to call out specifically one person, and 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 not in a situation of combativeness. It is purely a, you know, if this person would love to come on the show, I would love to have a respectful conversation about why. Um, and uh, you know, but 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 we're gonna talk about these things, and there's just a lot to unpack here. Um, and we're going to talk about this separation of church and state crap, because that's what it is. We're going to talk about it, um, uh, because that's what all the conservatives want. Uh, I've had so many people tell me to stick to politics and separation of church and state, get your Bible out of my vagina, you know, all these kind of yeah. things. Right. Um, and I just, I want to address it because you're all idiots. <laughs> Alyssa gets so mad at me when I say that, but, 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 but it is true. I mean, there, there only comes a certain amount. I'm not God, right? Yeah. I only got so much tolerance for just ignorant people. Maybe, it, maybe idiot isn't the right word. Maybe just ignorant. You're an ignorant person. I don't know which one's worse. Honestly, I don't know if I'd rather someone call me an idiot or an ignorant person. Like either way, mm. it's not good regardless this whole separation of church and state stuff, we're going to dissect that for a bit, and you're going to see how you really have Christians to thank for pretty much most of the stuff that we have here in America today, if not all of it. But either way, lots to talk about, but before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right. Fear is out of control. Inflation is hammering the stock market. The S&P 500 is having its worst start to the year since World War II. So not only are your savings worth less, you now have less of it. This might be a good time for you to diversify into gold, the most stable asset in the history of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I'm not going to read this script. Uh, I'm just going to talk to you from the heart. Listen to me. Okay, you need to text the word Graham to 989898 right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is only going to get worse, the economy. I, I truly mean this from the bottom of my heart. For those of you that are listening to this ad, because I already know most of you have clicked through this, but for those of you that didn't listen, listen to me right now. It's only going to get worse. Free information is vital information. 
And the men and women at Birch Gold are trying to save your money, your savings, your retirement, your family. They're trying to protect all of it. So you need to text the word Graham to 989898 right now to get your free comprehensive information kit from Birch Gold. Again, free information is vital information. And the truth is the economy is only going to get worse. So what have you got to lose? The answer is nothing. So text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. All right, so like I said, good riddance to all of the people who have decided to leave the page and all the above uh, for us being absolutely sold out on pro-life. The ironic part of that is uh, Green Day. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer for Green Day, which I've never been a punk rock fan. In fact, if I can find it while we're talking, somebody a long time ago sent me an excerpt from my high school senior yearbook. You know how senior year you get to like say something or whatever. Um, Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I've never been a punk rock fan ever. Never have I ever, uh, been into the punk rock scene and I'm probably gonna get so much backlash from that, but I don't care. I've you never for the email. I've never liked it. I've just, I never have. And so this is real life stuff. I actually said this, uh, before we talk about this. So, and we can put it on the screen. So, so you guys can see it or whatever. Uh, I actually say in my high school yearbook, um, I I say, uh, you need to keep this. I plan on being famous, so keep this. It'll be worth something one day. So I say that, actually, in my excerpt. And then it says, words of wisdom. This was my words of wisdom when I was 18 years old. It said, rock hard through school and don't change who you are for other people. Dang, it's like I've been the same person my entire life. I don't think you've changed that. Anyway, but, but, but here it goes. Stay away from punk rock especially punk rock and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are with Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of arguably the greatest punk rock band of all time, which is green day. Um, saying, uh, this, this is what he had to say. America. I'm renouncing my citizenship. All right, so that was him at a concert, not in America, uh, basically saying, F America. Uh, He's renouncing his citizenship because there's just too much stupid over here. So he's renouncing his stuff. Well, he can leave. To that, we say, good riddance. I'm just probably going to get sued for using that clip. But either way, the point is, I say good riddance, man. It's so funny to me that these self-entitled pompous jerks decide that they can use America for their fame, their riches, their their favor, their privilege, if you will. Dude, you're a white dude from America that sings punk rock and it sucks. But you know what? Good for you that you made it. Um, and then you're going to have the arrogance to say you're going to renounce your citizenship to America. Um, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me, the thought processes of these things. And you know what? I look, 
ironically, I'm wearing this shirt that says, look, if this flag offends you, move, dude. Hey, Canada will take you. Yeah, Canada will take you. Uh, you know, it's really easy to be Canadian with a big brother like America as a fortress around your sissified country. But either way, the point <laughs> is, we don't care. Get out. Like, that's the thing that these people don't. That's what. Again, let's move on. So Pink also got involved in this. Uh, for those of you who don't know Pink is, uh, she's a, um, she's, you know, I mean, she's a good singer, but a mediocre person. Uh, she's just a very confused individual. Um, she's just not, not a good person. She decided to let us know uh, in a tweet because that's how, you know, I mean, that's how you really, you really do things here. All right, let's be clear. If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, you know what's so funny is how quick we all remembered what a woman was. Like yeah. all, all of a sudden, like a like, woman has a uterus now. We could not define a woman a week ago, but now all of a sudden, everybody remembers who a woman is. A woman is a person that can have a baby. Like that's they they pick and choose. They have reproductive. Like, like it's so simple in nature. And all it took was this for us to just remember. And, and so it's, it's just interesting to me. I guarantee you, I'm not going back through her tweets over the past six months, but I guarantee you she's been the, a woman is whatever they want to identify as. So first of all, this tweet is very offensive to what about, what about birthing people? What about men? Who have periods? What? Wait, 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 what are you talking? How? How bigoted of a statement is? If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, are you saying that men can't get pregnant too? How, what? Wait, so a, only women have uterus? Wow! So Ooh. only women, pink. Only women are allowed to have baby. Wow! Wow! That wow! Is, that, that's horrible. She, mm, she's offending people. Okay, here we go. If you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay. First of all, where did those two <laughs> things come from? It's no, just like, that look, that is this false belief that anyway, we'll we'll talk about it here in a minute. Let, let me get through the tweet. We haven't got through the tweet yet. Now we've gone into all caps, which we all know. Ooh, that's extreme. When someone means business when we go all caps it's like i always imagine like the clap like so i'm gonna try to clap while i read this <laughs> <laughs> then please in the oh it went dark then please in the name of your lord never effing listen to my music again and also f right off we good question mark um i don't have to listen to your music i'm good is anybody listening to Pink's music anymore? I, you know, ever since Christina Aguilera showed her up in that Moulin Rouge movie, her career's just kind of been downhill ever since then. <laughs> Again, these washed up people believe that we care. No one ever looks at Pink's music and says Pink's music and Green Day's music revolutionized the world so much that we simply cannot live without it. You know what you will do? And here's what you will do. Uh, you'll continue to allow 
digital streams to occur in America to where you make money off of. Uh, even if you renounce your citizenship, you, you'll continue to please listen to my music so I can keep making money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, nobody cares. You're a bunch of losers. I, get, get out. Um, you know, Pink is probably one of those women that are going on a sex strike, and she's actually got a song called Just You and Your Hand tonight. Um, and it, <laughs> She'll be doing that a lot, I guess. <laughs> and it's actually about that exact same thing. So all these feminists saying they're going on sex strikes. Well, cue the pink music. Just you and your hand tonight. Woo! All right. Anyway. Probably going to get in a lot of trouble for this episode, but I don't care. All right. It's so funny. This it's funny. is, <laughs> this is, you can't be funny anymore, Zach. This is not a joking matter. How dare you? We should how, all, I'm so sorry. How dare you? Oh, okay. This is a reaction from uh, one of our, one, one of my favorite mayors. Um, and this is Mayor Lightfoot. Um, oh, we love her here. If Beetlejuice was black and had a mom, that would be oh one hundred percent Lightfoot, and and what's so funny to me is the Democrats who claim that Republicans are racist and all of this other kind of stuff. Uh, they are the first ones to become racist when things go on. Um, I've seen just so many things, but but this is Mayor Lightfoot attacking Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas. He's a for those of you who don't know. Clarence Thomas is black. Like, boom, pop it out right there. He's black. Like, Clarence Thomas is a black guy. Um, and, uh, and everyone, uh, anyway, just here she is. Here's Beetlejuice's mom on uh, Clarence Thomas. Here we go. First of all, isn't isn't Mayor Lightfoot? First of all, you're saying F. Clarence Thomas. Why? Why? Why are you going after the black guy? <laughs> if this was any other situation, everybody would be like, "Uh, there's eight other justices." Yeah. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you going after the black dude? Like, what, what are we talking about here? But 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 that but that's my point. You see, in moments of anger and emotion. These people show you who they really are. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play you some clips in a minute. And those of you listening on audio, you're not going to get the full effect. But there's like some straight up like insane, possibly demon possessed people out there. Um, but, 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 but they revert to these heinous attacks. I've seen so many people call Clarence Thomas the N-word with a hard R on Twitter, et cetera. And Twitter still allows those to be up there. Like, it's crazy to me. But if you said that about, oh, oh, oh gosh, you, you'd, you'd be completely removed off the platform. I, I would put a million dollars on it right now that within 30 minutes, I'd be deleted for life off Twitter. But either way, the point at one, I, and as you should be, but the point is they are allowed to do these things because they're justified in their emotions and in their anger, right? Like the left can do whatever they want to do when they feel angry enough and justified enough 
to do it. And that's the crazy world that we live in. Um, anyway, I just wanted to point that out to you um, because I thought that it's interesting for you to know. And that's the purpose of this episode is this episode is to point out things to you and you can make your own assumptions. I'm going to tell you at the end, especially when it goes to church, my assumptions. Um, but I really want you to be able to think about it as well. I'm not saying I know what the answers are moving forward, especially in the realms of the church. But if I don't point these things out to you, then you're never going to be able to go, wait a minute. In the, in the whole, it, it, and that's the point is to challenge you to ask questions for yourself and make decisions for yourself. That's the whole point. All right. Wait, we can make decisions for ourselves? No, because you're a white male. You'll do As I'm told. what you're told to okay. do <laughs> because we'll you're, do. you're privileged. God. I'm sorry I have a bigot on my show, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to do anymore. I mean, if you can find me a black <laughs> transgender female, uh, please send he, her my way. Uh, but until then, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've heard about Good Ranchers, and I know that you've heard about their two free pounds of Wagyu beef Ooh. with my code G-R-A-H-A-M. But I tell you what, I'm going to sweeten the pot. So mm. for those of you who did not skip through the ads, I need you to go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham right now with the promo code Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M. Not only... Are you going to get two free pounds of Wagyu beef? Not only are you going to get your price locked in if you subscribe and $25 off for forever, I'm going to pick two people in the next two weeks and give you $1,000 cash in your bank account for Ooh. every single order from now to the end of the month. So... Support the company that is supporting 100% American meat. Get your two free pounds of Wagyu burgers. Subscribe and get $25 off and your price locked for forever. And two of you are going to get $1,000 cash in your account by going to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham, promo code Graham now. All right, so let's talk about uh, companies that are really stepping out in in prolific anger to stand with women in this. There's been a lot of companies that have come uh, public saying that they will pay for abortion travel cost, and some mm. even going as far to say that they will pay to help you move out of a state uh, if you no longer feel comfortable in that. We heard about this with the Army, too. The Army is going to let soldiers relocate that identify in the LGBTQ community if they don't like or feel safe or comfortable in the place that they are. So wow. I, I just want you guys to be aware of some of them here. Uh, so um, let's see here. We've got City, PayPal, Disney, of course, Meta, which is Facebook, of course, uh, Amazon, Levi's, Lyft, Zillow, Bank of America, Tesla, Elon Musk, of course. Jeez. I, I was shocked by that one. I wasn't shocked. I was just like, of course. Uh, anyway, Dick's Sporting Goods, which I'm also not going to point out the irony that the CEO <laughs> of Dick's Sporting Goods is not only a girl, but now Dick's Sporting Goods 
is is supporting <laughs> supporting women's rights in this the irony right like i got i got in super trouble uh with my wife on some things i'll tell you in a minute doordash match.com microsoft patagonia jp morgan reddit netflix and freaking airbnb and starbucks did i say disney and disney of course, Disney. these companies are look, first of all, Starbucks, uh, if you're still drinking Starbucks, shame on you. Go buy Black Rifle Coffee. What are you doing? Support your local coffee shop. AT&T is also doing this. Go support Pure Talk. What are you doing? Stop buying more of these Things now, a lot of people are like, well, 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 even if we go to these other places, we got to use Apple phones and all this stuff. You're right. Some of these things you're not going to be able to avoid. Okay, until some other non woke business starts building cell phones that aren't crap. You're right. There's some things that you're going to have to live within the system. Uh, Mastercard. Not a whole lot you can do about that. You're, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you could stop using PayPal. You could stop paying Netflix. Uh, you could um, stop using DoorDash. You could stop using Lyft. Uh, you can choose a different bank instead of Bank of America, JP Morgan. Uh, there, there are things that you can do, but right off the bat, Starbucks is the easiest one could, to combat. Stop going to Starbucks, just buy black rifle coffee. What are you doing? Like, I, like, I don't understand, oh, but it's convenient. And I I'm really have my star. I really like my Starbucks. Look, Cappuccino. out of this entire list, Airbnb, stop using Airbnb, use something else. Get Burbo. Um, Dick Sporting Goods. Go to Academy. Stop, go, go to Academy. I mean, I'm sure Academy will come out, but, but either way, the point is Amazon. I mean, like, look, I, I'm not, I'm not an unrealistic person. I realize that you can't shut off all of these things. Okay. And I realize that there's also a lot of insane people. They're like, I'm not using any of that stuff anymore. Okay. Well, good luck buying stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I do understand it, but, but, but you can't affect these companies decisions by affecting their pocketbook and their shareholders. And the only way you're going to do that is if you stop going to Starbucks three times a day, you stop paying for your Disney plus subscription. You stop paying for Netflix. You stop going to Dick's sporting goods. It might be a little what inconvenient, a, what but do if I it know? makes a change. And somebody's like, this is like cancel culture, Graham. No, it's not. I'm not telling you to cancel these companies. Not one time did I say Starbucks should be put out of business. Apple should be put up as no, I'm saying that this is a free market. Okay. You don't have to keep giving your money to these people. You don't have to do that. You can choose to put your money somewhere else. That's not cancel culture. That's just a choice. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. So this next segment I'm super excited about, um, there's going to be very little of me talking here. This is just going to be, I'm going to play you people's responses, okay? And what's going to be so interesting is if Facebook demonetizes us for showing what other people are saying. <laughs> and that's going to be the experiment. That would and be I'm a very super, Facebook thing, wouldn't uh, it? 
I'm super excited. Um, okay, these are this four clips. Okay, four clips of completely sane people having completely sane reactions about things. Um, here we go. Um, for Facebook, we're going to do a side-by-side -side. for Instagram. Maybe we can do a little thing here. Um, here we go. These are, com like I said, completely sane, very sane, completely competent, completely stable people making videos online that are allowed to be up still, by the way. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's all right. Uh-huh. It's all right, I feel that way too. It's all right. We feel that way together, okay? Okay. Let it out. Let it out. Let what out? Oh! Damon! Back, Lucifer! Oh my God. Wow. What in the world is that? Everybody wants to show the happy side. Uh, okay. I'm mad as Wow. But because I have responsibilities, okay. I'm going to do these freaking dishes. <laughs> <laughs> freaking dishes i'm so mad i'm doing these dishes because i'm responsible <laughs> the irony of everything that just first of all demon wow that I was, wasn't ready for that okay move on we got we gotta keep going we gotta keep going okay here we go here we go here we go i just feel like the way that we've protested in the past has not worked okay. very well. Okay. Now, I'm not advocating for burning advocating. down buildings. Okay. I'm not not advocating for it. What? But right. trauma and destruction's kind of the thing that I love. Oh. So, um, if you guys want to join me in mailing blood from your uterus to the Supreme Court, I already took and did it first so you know let's do it come on you guys don't want to keep that shit in your house devil just mail it devil. it's going in the trash devil who would do something like that i ever oh. got something in the mail <laughs> okay keep That's disgusting we gotta keep going i wonder if she has a boyfriend anyway all right I hope not. next here we go What? <laughs> we got one more. Shh. Zach, this is serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be serious. There we go. All right. So I'm just convinced we need to burn it all down. Because at this point, I don't know what else we're supposed to do. Uh-huh. I'm advocating for violence. What? I am advocating for violence this because... Is, this is trending on Twitter right now. There are people that are doing a really bad I mean, job. TikTok. But the problem with the job is, even though they're doing such a bad job... They do this job until they die. That's the rules. So we're just supposed yeah. to sit back 
and let these people do a really bad job Correct. and have yeah. really seriously negative consequences on millions of people. Okay. And we're supposed to do what? Sit on the sidelines? Uh-huh. Light it light it on fire. I'm gonna we're How How is so <sighs> I mean if you said that or a conservative said that. So but 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 that's what I'm saying. Like like right now, the all those videos I just played are viral on TikTok right now. I just had my fifth account deleted off of TikTok. What the majority of them are anti-LGBTQ grooming of children and pro-life videos. But these lunatics are allowed to... You want to tell me that there's not some kind of... I, I feel like there's not even like a whole lot to say at this point, except to lead to the next video, which... Um, if you're not watching this on video, et cetera, uh, we're going to put, we, we, we got to put up a clip reaction to this, Zach. We'll probably put it on, Insta on There's Instagram. There's going to be a lot of reaction videos uh, on social media today. Because this next one, I have so many questions. So I'm going to play it first. And it's going to be a little awkward for like 30 seconds for you guys because you don't know what you're watching. And then I'm going to describe it to you. And I feel like me describing it to you could possibly be funnier than the video. Um, oh, let's do it. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Here we go. That is a, that is a penis and a vagina costume. That is that is a penis on his head going into a vagina between his legs. That is uh First of all, this guy's got a penis for a head. So by very definition, doesn't that make him a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And then he's got a vagina in the middle. So is this a transgender reference or is this like a don't mess with me reference in terms of abortion? I guess like, I don't understand. But then, but then he's bending over. Well, yeah. it's not going to get in there any other way. But they didn't see the video, so they, they didn't know that he's like making it look like he's performing a sexual act on himself, I guess. I don't I, know. I have so many questions. To this, this, These are the people that we're supposed to listen to their counter arguments of why lives should be allowed to be and murdered. Where, where do you womb. get a costume like that? Thank you. Who made this? That's the other thing. Where do you where do you even Google Penis head vagina bottom costume. Where where, where where do you where do you find that? <laughs> Look it up. Penis head vagina oh, bottom costume. I want to know if it pops up. Just do it. I'm so scared. Penis head vagina bottom costume. Do it. If it pops up, I swear. I want to know how much it is. Does it pop up or is this custom? I want to know. I want to know. Is this a designer? Well, the first article that pops up say go in as a vagina for Halloween. I'm not seeing anything. Okay, it's custom. It's custom. There's people making custom transgender, multiple ironic costumes for being pro-abortion. Um, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Did you so, find it? Um, Did you find it? Uh, I don't. I don't really want to click on the article. <laughs> okay, don't click on the article. Yeah. From Party City Discount Store elaborates. There are a few different options this year. We have the penis into vagina costume. So someone actually is making that. Well. There you go. I give up on society.
Um, anyway, okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, we're going to move further down the line. Of, we're going to move past abortion here a little bit. Uh, and we're just going to move into the, you know, the degradation of our society. Uh, there we go. Moving forward. Uh, before I play this, this next clip is Biden's assistant secretary of health, Rachel Levin, who is a man, by the way, saying that, uh, well, this is what this is what she says. Here we go. Gender affirming care is life saving, medically necessary, age appropriate and a critical tool for health care providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. Gender. So Biden's assistant secretary for health, Rachel Levin, a man, um, says that gender affirming care or gender reassignment surgery is vital to the care of uh, your children. Um, that is the assistant secretary of health for the Biden administration. Gender reassignment care is, uh, essential and good for your children. That's, that's where we are. That's where we are. Mm. I, I have no other statement to make than that. I feel like it kind of speaks for itself. Okay. Moving on. I'm not done. All right. So this next video uh, some of you will hear it and, and I apologize, but, but, but we have to show it for the video side of things. This is a boy scouts in Seattle. I believe it is. And they're, they're, they're marching in a pride parade. And then during the pride parade with these children around, not just with the boy scouts, but children in like the crowds, mm. there's naked grown people riding around on bicycles. All right, here we go. There, look at them. They look like Pee Wee Herman. Look at the kids. Look at the kids. I can't. I can't. The kids are like right there. Like, where is Child Protective Services for these parents doing this type of stuff? Wh How is this even remotely acceptable? These are the people. I don't get it, man. It's disgusting. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't, I, 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 speechless, really. Like, I, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you say to this kind of stuff? Like, just freaking Washington State, Oregon, California, just annex it off. Sell it to Canada. It'll look like a big old blah on whatever. And just, you know, maybe we can knock out some of the national debt. Just, just, just cut ship and just be done with it, man. I, I'm I done with that. I can't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, up next, we're going to get into um, Nancy Pelosi one. And then we're going to get into some really deep discussions. Um that some of you will agree with, some of you will be super upset about, and that's okay. 
I mean, that's okay. But but there are discussions that have to be had. Before we do all that, let's get into this. All right. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for your data you don't use. Stop paying for things that you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. Sounds pretty good. I made the switch from AT&T, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, you know, is the coverage really going to be that good? Because I got a father-in-law who did this and it sucks. Uh, Am I going to drop the call, slow internet, et cetera? Let me tell you firsthand, the 5G service from Pure Talk is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was easy. And now I'm looking to convert my trucking company over to Pure Talk so I can save money there too. That's right. I back it so much that I'm considering changing it to the drivers in the trucking company as we speak. Stop paying greedy wireless companies. Instead, support my guys at Pure Talk, a company whose customer service is based in Georgia, just two hours away from yours truly. A company whose CEO was a United States veteran and a company who shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code G-R-A-H-A-M and save 50% off your first month. You heard me right, 50% off. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk services in less than 10 minutes. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Graham now all right so this question is more of just a just put it out there in general is nancy pelosi a belligerent drunken hag Mm -hmm. or does she just hate republicans and their children so much that she just you know assaults children I believe both can be true simultaneously. I can um, see that. But Maya Flores, um, the amazing uh, woman that flipped uh, a, a like for forever blue seat. I think in it was Texas. like twenty plus years. Yeah, yeah, it was long. Uh, she's there at her swearing-in ceremony, and then there's this video that is out now, which appears to show, and 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 I'll give it to you. It's light. All right. I'm yeah, not gonna it, I'm not gonna lying. overstate it. It's not like she just like yeed this 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 whatever. But there's definitely something there. And so I'm gonna play the clip. You tell me what you think. Um, and then I'm gonna tell you what I think. Here we go. Uh, we want to have our bachelor come into the picture. Pastor. 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 There it comes, right there, and then Boom! Full contact cotton right there. The kid, the kid side goes just a little way, but then that little girl stands her ground a little bit there. Um, okay. So to me, like I said, it wasn't like she just straight yeed the kid. Like you can't do that on live TV. But there was definitely a subtle like, like don't get, get like, so close like, to me. Get kid. out of the freaking way, you stupid child. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just ugh, like a this. You know, I don't like it. If I was Maya Flores, I probably would have slapped her, you know, if it was me. Like, hey, why are you elbowing my kid to get out of the way? Um, Again, here's what I think. I think Nancy Pelosi is a drunk. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Nancy Pelosi has such disdain in her heart that she's so mad that Maya Flores flipped 
this blue seat that she just she just can't stand it, man. It's like her internalized anger in inside of herself that she just she just she has to do naturally like bad things. Uh, it's uh, just just keep your hands off the kids. Why do Democrats have so much trouble keeping their hands off of children? I don't understand. Joe Biden, they have no morals. you know, let kids brush his legs and watch the hair on his legs come up. You know, I mean, why? Why? Who even does Ugh. that? My own children. If they're around me too close all the time, I'm telling them, get back off me. Personal space issues. Just go kind of thing. I, I don't know. Again, congratulations to Myra Flores. You know, I, just. I, Nancy Pelosi sucks. I don't even know any other way to say it. All right, so this next section of the episode, and this is going to be kind of a long one because it's something that I feel so passionate about that I just can't overlook it. Um, I've already talked about over the weeks um, my disdain for churches that are silent in, in moments of great turmoil, et cetera, uh, within the country of moral arguments, et cetera. And, 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 and I think the first thing I'm going to want to do is I want to talk to, I want to uh, talk, I want to talk to the people that talk about the separation of church and state. Ugh, separation of church and state. Keep your Bible out of it. We got separation of church and state for a reason, bruh. Da, 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 da. First of all, that's not in the Constitution. Uh, that's something Thomas Jefferson wrote outside of the constitution if you really you know that didn't make it in there <laughs> you know what i'm saying but 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 either way i want to talk about this i want to talk about your separation of church and state um <clears throat> if the church was separated out of politics there would have been no revolutionary war there would be no america there would have been no leaving england in the first place yeah um some of the biggest advocates for the abolition of slavery were Christians. And here's the craziest part about this. The abolition movement in slavery was started and kick-started and fueled and pushed through the barrier by Christians, evangelists. And are you ready for this? You ready for this? The people that were considered nonconformist to the state church. So the state church said, whoa, uh, we don't need to be getting involved in all this stuff. But then Christians and evangelists said, uh, actually we do. Yeah. It's so funny to me now that we have the government and big C churches telling us that we don't need to be getting religion involved in politics. It's almost like history is repeating itself over and over and over again. And in fact, every time that the state or the government or, or the big C church um, said, you know what, we don't need to talk about that. We need, they were wrong every single time because they weren't being led by truth. They were being led by politics. In the woke culture mob, the church, 
the big C church, as I like to call it, or back in the slavery times, the state church, et cetera, they were vastly swayed and, uh, you know, impressioned by politics. And it was the, uh, the nonconformist Christians and evangelists uh, and, and the pastors that did not associate with, uh, you know, like today you would have churches and pastors that are ordained under, you know, Southern Baptist, Assemblies of God, Pentecostal, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. It was those pastors and evangelists and Christians, the ones that didn't associate with those, that actually led to the abolitionist movement. Wow. Interesting. So interesting how politics will say church needs to stay out of politics. And then the big corporate churches, which now you got mega churches. Back then you had state churches, right? They'll say, well, we can't get into politics too much. We can't do that because, you know, separation of church and state and blah, 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 blah. And it's amazing to me how all throughout, especially American history, they were always wrong. And the people who were real Christians who stepped out in faith against those false prophets were always right. Of course, the Revolutionary War should have happened. Of course, America should have been created. Of course, slavery was, was wrong. And of course, Christians needed to be at the forefront of it. And now, Christians have done it for abortion. But what I want to point out, and, and again, this is not me picking a fight with one specific person. In fact, there's a lot of mega pastors that didn't say a word during the entire arguments of Roe v. Wade, and they still haven't to this day. A lot of them I have listened to. I'm not saying that they, that they don't have good things. I'm not saying that they don't connect with people. I'm not saying that they're false prophets in this. What I'm saying is the church is kind of like an 80-20 rule, right? 80% of what's talked about in churches, the main purpose of Christianity is to what? It's to reach people who don't know the word of God, that don't know God, right? Like that's the main goal, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's to equip them and then send Christians out. Like that's the next part, right? So 80% of the things churches are supposed to be talking about is A, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Um accepting Jesus into your heart, the resurrection, because without the resurrection, there is no Christianity, right? Yeah. Like the whole thing would kind of be pointless, right? But the 80% of that is then talking to the Christians that have accepted Jesus about how to deal with actual real life, because real life is really hard, et cetera. But then 20% of the time, things happen. 20% of the time, things go down that are such a monumental, huge deal that as Christians, as pastors, as churches, etc., you have to state where you stand, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you got to go up on stage and say, vote for this Republican or vote for that Democrat yeah. or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you need to speak what absolute truth is in the Bible, right? 
Why do we still have churches and mega pastors that have not said a single thing about the Roe v. Wade decision? Why? What, what possible? Now, now I understand this. Some pastors have told me, well, you know, we needed a little bit more time to prepare a sermon uh, to be able to talk about the next steps, which I actually firmly agree with that. Um, I talked about this on Sunday as well, why it doesn't take me forever to come up with these things and it takes pastors for forever is beyond me. But I actually said that the battle has just begun. And what I meant by that was we can't just be pro-birth as Christians. We have to be pro-life, which means we have to be the hands and feet, right? We have to be the church. We have to be the body of Christ. We have to figure out a way to help these women, to protect these babies, to get them in good homes, get them out of foster care or improve foster care. We have a lot of work to do we as go to the Christians. Yes, why does the average abortion cost between $500 to $1,500, but the average adoption costs between $1,500 to $50,000? These are things that we have to start working yeah. on. There's a lot of work to do. I agree with that 100%, but not making a statement that as a church and as a leader of a church, you are adamantly and fundamentally against abortion. It, it baffles me why that is even a controversial thing. And so again, this person that I'm going to talk about here, this is not a personal attack. This is just the only example I can find of what would be called a, a, a mega pastor right now. Okay. And I just, and the reason I'm doing this is not to cause division. It's to point out something. And like I said, this person is welcome on my show at any time. But we have to talk about it, okay? This pastor that I'm going to talk about, because like I said, Furtick, Mike Todd, Joel Osteen, all these people, they hadn't said anything, nothing. There's, there's nothing for me to talk about. Now, granted, maybe they talk about it next week. I, I, I don't know, but still, in my opinion, it's too little too late. Too little too late. Where, where, where have you been the entire time? Where have you been? If pastors are supposed to metaphorically be the shepherd of the flock, right? Yeah. It would be like a shepherd never coming outside when there's a wolf. And then after all the sheep have fought the wolf, then the shepherd comes out and goes, I'm, I'm anti the wolf attacking you. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's the same situation. And so this pastor, and again, I'm not saying this to start a fight. I'm just, I'm pointing out two contrasts here, okay? These are two contrasts from two issues that in the past two, two and a half years have been huge moments in our history as Americans, right? And I'm going to point out the two stark differences. And all I'm asking is why? That's it. Why? Okay, so this pastor's name is Greg Rochelle, or Craig Rochelle, whatever his name is. Um, and this first clip I'm going to play is on the heels of George Floyd. Every single pastor I know posted a black square, stood with the black community, and 
I'm going to play this a minute and 20 second thing that this pastor did in the wake of George Floyd. And the words he uses at the very beginning is very interesting to me. He says, you know, I'm not supposed to talk about these things. He's talking about political things. But I just feel like I have to. I have to talk about these things, which is very interesting choice of words. A, why are you not supposed to talk about those things? I'll tell you why. Because you're a 501c3 and the government's got you by the theoretical you-know-whats which I've been very blatant and honest about that. I think the worst thing that churches ever did was get underneath a 501 C three tax code because it muzzled you. But either way, this is his reaction from George Floyd. And again, this is not me singling this guy out. This is just comparison. Okay. Listen to him on the heels of George Floyd. Here we go. Is a Facebook Live video. Him personally, himself, his thoughts, his feelings as a pastor. Here we go. This is him. Sure, it will be impossible for me to get my words just right, but I want to try. After watching yet another video of just senseless abuse, this one of George Floyd, um, I feel compelled to speak. And I just want to be very clear I will not speak about everything in current events. I cannot. And normally I'd wait for more details and more context, but this time I just don't want to wait. Um, if you've seen this heartbreak. Let me stop. I want to be clear. I will not speak about current events and I cannot. Don't you think that's a problem if you're a church? If he cannot, that's because they're worried about the 501c3 tax issue. It, it, and 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 I and I welcome anyone to explain to me how it can be anything other than that. But the biggest thing is he felt so compelled by the George Floyd stuff that he said, forget all that. I'm talking about it right now. I'm talking about it. Let's listen. Let's continue. You know, uh, you just you have to agree that. Um, this type of abuse is wrong. It's not just wrong, it's unacceptable. And from my perspective, um, it seems like this is happening um, disproportionately to African Americans. And um, as a white leader who could never fully understand, I just want to say that I do notice and um, I really, 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 really care. Um, I want to be a part of the solution and I don't know what that is. I know it's way more than a social media post. It's way more than just a prayer, um, but we have to do better. We must do better. Okay. Again, I got no problem with him making that post. Yeah. Right? My question is, as of us filming this, the post that he does make, was 22 hours ago, okay? So it's Monday, so it was yesterday, okay? Almost three days after the Roe v. Wade decision has been made. 
I'm glad that he finally made a post. I am. I, I am. And like I said, this is not me like picking a fight with this person. This is me asking a true question. <clears throat> Why is it that every pastor in America jumped on the George Floyd train immediately? But the Roe v. Wade thing, which affects all races and especially the amount of uh African-American babies that are killed in abortions. But, but either way, okay, the contrast I want you to see, I can't play for you because this one's not a video. Which, again, like I said, I'm just asking the questions of the differences in contrast. How is it that the George Floyd situation caused such a stir that this pastor felt the need to forego all the things that he says. Well, I, I'm not talking about all current events, nor can I, but this time I have to. That's what he said. I didn't say that. That's what he said, yeah. right? Okay. He made an Instagram post, and it's a slide story. And I'm going to read it because I want to be fair, okay? How should the church respond to the Supreme Court decision? As one of the as one who embraces the sanctity of life, it's important to remember the central role of the church. We are called by God to show the love of Jesus to a broken and hurting world, John 15:12. We're compelled to demonstrate our love and action and support to women, families, and their children. We can help them provide their families, open our hearts and homes, and become the village they need. Again, I don't disagree with that, but we're moving forward. We are the family of God. We unite around the gospel of Jesus. We love even when we disagree. We give generously and pray passionately. We surround those who are hurting and afraid with God's unconditional love. And then the very end, it's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. If I speak in the tongues of men of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Now, see, that's an interesting part about this whole thing. So this whole thing is going back into what I have such an issue with the churches. It's unlimited grace, no truth. But then in the very scripture he puts, at the very end, it says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It's funny how when you read the Bible in its entirety and not just take parts of it, yeah. it will always counterbalance itself to get you to the actual point. It always protects, another interesting word, it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. Now, again, I'm glad that he made this post. I am. But if I may be bold to my own personal opinion, this is as apolitically correct of a post that you can possibly make as a megachurch pastor. 
This is the second post you should have made. You know that whole full context thing, right? The first post you should have made is rejoicing the victory of life in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I'm sorry. There's just, there is nothing that you can say to me that will make me feel otherwise. As a pastor, as a leader, as a church, if you didn't resoundingly rejoice yeah. over the overturning of Roe v. Wade, something is wrong. This post is the secondary counterbalance to that. Very much like what I said. We can't just be pro-birth. We have to be pro-life. We as a church, we as Americans, we as moral human beings have a lot of work to do. With all of these new babies that are going to come in there, you need to think about adoption. You need to think about opening your checkbook to make adoption more affordable for people. All the above. But here's the biggest thing. Two things. One, he didn't make a video about this. And two, the comments are turned off on this post. Why? The comments weren't turned off on his George Floyd post. I checked. 600 some odd comments, like I said. Again, so why do you feel so compelled and again, I, I'm really not trying to pick a fight with this particular pastor. I'm friends with pastors that are friends with this guy. So I already know that this is, uh, that I've got some friends that are like, oh, Graham, why are you doing this to us? You know, kind of thing. I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm asking a question. Why did this particular pastor... And the reason I bring this up is because so many others, and, I, and I'm sorry, dude, you're the only one. All the others, I'd have brought them out too, but Stephen Furtick still hadn't said anything. Mike Todd still hadn't said anything. Joel Osteen still hadn't said anything. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're the one. Yeah. Sorry. You're the one. I'm just asking what the differences are or what the differences were that made you feel so strongly that your words, not mine, you said you will not comment on current events, on all current events, nor are you able to, but you don't care about that. You, you feel like you've got to speak about the George Floyd thing. You did a personal video of your personal thoughts, your personal opinions in a moment of emotion, and then you left the comments on. But then when Roe v. Wade was overturned, it took you three days to make a post. And then when you made a post, it wasn't a personal post. It was a very weak post. Like I said, about as apolitical of a post as you can possibly make. And then you turned the comments off. I'm just asking a question. Why? Why? Could it possibly be because The government doesn't want churches getting involved in politics unless it's politics that they like. Could it be that you actually got a lot of woke points for jumping on the George Floyd train, but you know there's going to be a lot of backlash possibly from the government jumping on the pro-life 
tray? I, I don't know that. I'm asking a question. I, I, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I am presenting it in front of you as I as I see it and as I find it. You can make your own decisions and you can make your own uh, discretional interpretations of what I'm saying. I'm just asking why. Because George Floyd was one person, okay? Since Roe v. Wade, we know of 67 million babies have been murdered that we know of. So to me, it would seem like this is a much bigger deal. To me. Yeah. I'm just asking the question, what is going on in our churches? And then I had a pastor challenge me. They're like, you're calling all this out, but you're not offering solutions. Well, this is my solution. Maybe the churches need to change. Maybe the next generation of pastors need to rise up. Maybe you need to leave the weak spine church that you're at and go support people who want to start a new church that tries to do it a different way, a biblically truth way or a biblical truth way. Excuse me. I'm from Mississippi. Maybe people who never thought that that's what they were supposed to do, or maybe people who never wanted to do that are going to be called. I do, In fact, I do believe that. I believe that new, a new generation of pastors is going to be rung and, and emerge from this situation. So where's the hope? The hope is in you. You know, I heard a pastor say the other day, the miracle always starts with the servants. It's not talking about slaves. It's talking about people that are willing to serve, that are willing to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. That's where it starts. What I know is that the current church is failing. Less, more, less people believe in God today than they did back in the 60s. We've already talked about this. The progressive woke church doesn't work. So where's the hope? The hope is I believe that you see what I see. And I believe that you feel what I feel. And I believe that new pastors and new servants and new churches are going to emerge out of this. And bring us closer to the way that it's actually supposed to be. Because the church has always influenced politics. And every single time the church does, America wins. And there is your hope for the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Man, what a banger this was. God bless you guys. Make sure to share this. I'm sure that this is going to be an epic one to get responses back on. But we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. Share this with Do five it. friends. Tell them to subscribe. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>